0: what was that oh damn he brought a shank to a podcast <laughs> there's your title that's it right off the bat man <laughs> bringing a shank to the- <laughs> he brought a shank to a podcast that's the title of episode nine of our little journey into the street. so how yeah. was it va- <laughs> How was vacation that uh, was nice Looked cold from the pictures I saw.
1: Uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <Northern laughs> Minnesota. Yeah, Northern Minnesota. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's not really somewhere that I think of as vacation material, but you're you're from the greater Midwest, so I guess maybe that's. It just always Minnesota, no matter what time of year, sounds cold to me. I just think of it being cold.
1: It's like cold, cold, cold. Boom, summer. Cold, cold, cold.
0: I blame Mary Tyler Moore. I don't. I just think you know. probably
1: I, I, I would agree with that. No, actually, um, we went up in the summer, and they they told us that uh, um, because Lake Superior has its own weather, that it'll get some gales in the the late or early fall, October November, and it'll whip up. You know they've. they've <clears throat> The geography is pretty cool. And you've got some lighthouses and some bluffs that overlook the lake. Apparently in November, the wind will start whipping up the waves and you'll get like these giant waves crashing into the uh, into the cliff sides. And that sounds being cool. That it, being that it's a lake, that's actually kind of something I'd like to see. That Yeah, okay. I'm with you. I got you. That sounds good. Yes. And, you know, the whole wreck. It, Duluth has a thing to the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald and, you know.
0: So you sang the song the whole time?
1: Gordon Lightfoot on my way up the coast. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sun so down. I don't know. It's the only two Gordon Lightfoot songs I know. So I think I'm done with that. <laughs> That's one more than me. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we're definitely done here. Um, so this, yeah. I looked it up. Guess what? This, this is 10? Is, this is nine. Oh, okay. Nine. Next one is ten, and that's when we fart, start the, fart the start the full court press on getting this thing published. But I wanted some content in the bank, as I told you. So, one more, <laughs> and we're going, we're going whole hog.
1: And then we can talk to our good friend Hunter. I've got many,
0: i got many things I want to talk to him about. Um,
1: we've already his discussed. love of the bake, great baking show, his love of Taylor Swift,
0: and I need some explanation from someone of his generation for the enduring appeal of Hocus Pocus because <laughs> I watched it for the first time a couple of weeks ago and I don't get it. So I need someone to explain it to me and I'm willing to, and I know he's, he's a fan. So I want him to explain that to us. So he's, for those of you that don't know, we're talking about our buddy Hunter Roberts. Hunter is a, uh, he used to write for our website, Gonzo Geek. He's a stand-up comic and he has the confidence of a tall man. And some strange obsessions from um, a grown-ass man of his age. So that's coming soon. We're going to get Hunter on here. He's already agreed to do it. So
1: I would like to know how he became the target demographic for the CW.
0: That's a good question, too. Are you making a list? Because we need to remember all these.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Although, I will say, now, I've been guilty of watching CW shows, but only when they're superhero-related Um, because, you know, I have teenage boys, and that's kind of how we spend some time bonding. But I saw this week that they've cast Jim Gaffigan as the the Thunderbolt. (laughs) (laughs) I might have to watch Stargirl now, at least to see the sad sack Thunderbolt looking for donuts. (laughs) I just... (laughs)
1: i'm thunderbolt
0: no you're not (laughs) exactly actually now see if they do like johnny thunder and the thunderbolt doing the sotto voce thing that gaffigan made famous that would be funny as hell (laughs) gaffigan has both characters like having the conversation with his thunderbolt so that actually that would be good
1: that might be watchable
0: (laughs) that might be watchable because yeah exactly um Speaking of superheroes, I wanted to circle back to something because we're starting to develop some threads through this show. I don't know if you've noticed it, but a couple of episodes yeah, we're back, supposed to
1: have threads and content. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, you know, we're, we're we're getting there. See, nine episodes, we're starting to develop it. It's it's happening. It's organic. Like a, a couple of episodes back, we had a long conversation about Moon Knight. Yeah. Wherein we, we fan casted the movie, <laughs> we were wrong. We picked Jordan Gordon Joseph Levitt, or Joseph Gordon. Yeah or whichever way those three names go.
1: turns it depends out, on whether he's in a film or a TV show. That
0: might be it, actually. That's actually probably right. Um, that's why I can never keep it straight. Uh, but it turns out, not going to be him for the Disney Plus Moon Knight show. It's going to be Oscar Isaac. And I wanted to see, I know we talked, exchanged a couple of messages about it, but I kind of dig that one. He's got the, the darkness about him that I think will work for for Spectre.
1: I think so, too. I, I, I'm I, Curious to see, like I said, I think maybe we said the last time we talked about are they going to go to the mildly psychotic early moon night or the straight up schizophrenic late moon night or this bizarro Mr. Moon night, which I don't even know what the hell that's about.
0: Isn't that Ward Ellis? Wasn't that him that did that where he yeah, put him in a white yeah. suit with a hood? Yeah, I don't, I read that and I'm like. God bless you, Warren. I never understand what's going on when I to read your stuff.
1: Um, I gave but, it a shot. I tried it. I it did too. It, and then it gets a little weird after that, you know, because then he, again, they go the full skit though. And, you know, he ends up in an asylum and he's talking to Ghost Konshu or Konshu, which is no longer Ghost Bushman from the Charlie Houston Moon Knight. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the hard reset on that character. Every time they reboot him,
0: he just goes nuts. And then <laughs> it's like the, it's like they pull a switch, he goes nuts and then the new writer takes over and plays with it how he wants.
1: And goes pl- plays in the sandbox as they always do. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to play in the sandbox and use these characters. I can't believe Marvel's letting us do all the blah blah blah. It's like the book's dead. They're giving it a shot. Who cares what you do? <laughs> You
0: know, we're talking a lot about Moon Knight on this podcast.
1: <laughs> it's because he's such a weird character. You know, he's he he might be Batman. <clears throat> he's supposed to be Batman. He's supposed to be Batman. And then they introduce the crazy and they just kind of keep reintroducing the crazy. And then some artist will come along and decides he needs to wear like nano armor i think they did that with for a while and it's like no that's tony stark which is other marvel batman and that's the thing (laughs)
0: because i don't i don't think and i think we said this last time i don't think i've ever seen a character that they've had this much trouble getting a handle on ever in all my years Mm -hmm. of reading comic books i mean usually They'll find something that works for a few years and then re- reboot it, which is fine. It has to happen. But this poor character can't catch a break.
1: No, no, no. And, and you know, the, the Bendis Moon Knight where he was, you know, hallucinating himself as Spider-Man and Captain I liked that one. I actually enjoyed that one because I yeah. like the idea of Mark Specter, film producer, no longer mercenary for hire. <laughs> And, yeah, I
0: had visions of, I and mean, honestly, in that one, I, what I kept envisioning in my head was like uh, Bruce Campbell, Bruce Campbell, Circe, oh God, let me try that again. I've had half a drink already. Bruce Campbell, <laughs> Circa Xena. Kind of that, <laughs> that's kind of where I was, that's what I had in my head reading that one.
1: It's sort of a Sam rammy kind of yeah. thing, you know, his weird brother is in it. The The Oldsmobile is in it.
0: Yep, yep, you got it. Okay, I think that's going to wrap
1: up. That would work. I would actually, I would watch Bruce Campbell, young Bruce Campbell, Circa Zena as Moon Knight. I would go with that.
0: Yeah, that would be, that would be fun.
1: The film producer, Mark Spector.
0: (laughs) Yeah, only that. And I think our timelines are way out of whack for that to work, but that would be, that would be fun.
1: Okay. Could you imagine if you came into this, you didn't know anything about Moon Knight? (laughs) We talk about mildly psychotic, full schizophrenic, and film producer Moon Knight, and you'd be like, "Who is this guy? (laughs) Look him up." up. (laughs) I think
0: we're gonna have to have. Well, before I get to, I was I read earlier this week. I read uh, (laughs) every week to
1: be a Moon Knight update.
0: (laughs) I think so. I think we have something here. I'm gonna have to find a sound effect. Um, I was reading the the trade of the history of the marvel universe earlier in the week and it was uh have you read that no it was like a kind of like beginning of time the end of time kind of thing narrated by uh, galactus <laughs> oddly enough he was not at the end of the time there were only two people left at the end of the time stream it was galactus and franklin okay. richards so galactus oh. was recounting the history of time to franklin before they created the next new universe which um, anyway but in the course of that they went back and they sort of threaded everything together which was kind of cool but then when they got to the future things we haven't seen yet it was just kind of like you know blurbs things that might happen The, the tragedy of Luke Cage and Jessica Jones second child something 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 and one of them was the age of Khonshu
1: which was the the Marvel the, the, the Avengers storyline or something totally different?
0: Um, was there one? Because I missed it. If there was,
1: it just recently wrapped up. There was an
0: ah eight- okay. We'll see. It
1: turns out because Kanshu is a god that Moon Knight was able to pick up uh, Thor's hammer and basically kicked ass all over the Avengers.
0: Okay, now I have to find this because now if, if Moon Knight swinging a hammer, I'm down.
1: You know, I think that. there's a drawing of like him wearing all these amulets and stuff. I just, you know, once again, why not? <laughs> we haven't tried this angle yet. That's it. It's a Jason Aaron thing. So Okay. I actually like
0: him. I've, as it turns out, as I, you know, we've talked about my obsessive need to complete my good reads since my wife introduced it to me, which I did finish by the way. Well, oh. of the stuff that I have a record of anyway, <laughs> but, uh, I discovered, I've read a lot of his stuff, and his recent run on The Avengers has been really fun to read. He did okay. a good good riff with the vampires and, and the Russian superheroes, which was a weird thing. But yeah, it's been fun. I've enjoyed that. And he did um, War of the Realms, which was really, really good. I had my doubts about that one, but that one was really good. I read it, too. So anyway, I like Jason Aaron. Um, and so that's just neither here nor there. But um, I... <laughs> I keep having this vision after our last podcast and a couple of the uh, couple of the comments I've seen you make on Facebook where we've discussed there's got to be some sort of matrix for matching A-list or B-list stars to unclaimed roles. And I keep having this vision of Kevin Feige standing between two giant wheels like on Price is Right going, well, we've
1: got Emily Blunt is Medusa. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, My <laughs> dude, Zach Galifianakis is, uh, you know, Lobo. So I <laughs> no, I, I, for whatever reason, I got connected to that. We got this covered website. That it, it's it's just it's trash. It's pure trash. And, and so squarely in our wheelhouse. Yeah. No. 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 It's just pure trash because it's like all these weird casting rumors, and. It, I read enough to see them basically just have the same headlines. DC ready to refilm, fill in the blank movie if blank the star, you know, doesn't work out. And, and it was it, it just kind of like everybody who's ever been in a Marvel or DC movie is now up for a role in the other universe. <laughs> And it's just like, no, no, this is total fan service and just absolute crap. That's just clickbait,
0: it's all that is.
1: It is. It's total clickbait. And I think for a while, they were just basically casting everybody and his brother in the Spider-Man movie. And, you know, oh, he's going to be, you know, the lizard and he'll be blank. And this one will be, it's like, good Lord, man. He's speedball, you know.
0: Okay. If we get to speedball, I'm out. I'm just telling, I mark it down.
1: Zach Galifianakis is <laughs> speedball. You heard it here first. <laughs> no, seriously. Or Booster Gold.
0: <laughs> kind of similar in character. Um, wacky hijinks will ensue, so maybe Zach's not such a bad uh, – maybe yeah, – mind. I was going to say Zach should be – because I just finished reading uh, Justice League International Collection, so Booster's on my mind. Um, <laughs> But uh, sat and out, maybe he should be Blue Beetle so I can just sit in the bug and not do anything. That'll
1: work. I think I posted that he was going to be Lobo. <laughs> you
0: would see that. I liked it. I liked it. Speaking of, this is what we call a segue. Watch this. Because yes. last time uh, <laughs> we did this a couple weeks ago, we had a couple of things we wanted to talk about. We teased them. It was the two Jacks. Do you remember? Yes. Okay, so. Since I don't remember the, which Jack. Okay, well, <laughs> Not in Coke. <laughs> um, we were going to talk about Jack Kirby, and we were going to talk about uh, Repairman Jack. So I want to jump into the Jack Kirby chat because oh, that's right. right. That's I right. see a segue here. So
1: and I was going to go right into the Repairman Jack because now I because <laughs> talked about how the the author has gone back and rewritten older books to kind of like update the references and stuff, and then fit them into. <laughs> It's like it's a great way to sell your first five books is to rewrite them so they wrap into your current ten.
0: Yeah. See, I never read any. I, I can't remember where I... We'll just do it the other way around, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for shanghai in my segue, by the way.
1: No, you can go uh, back and talk about Jack Kirby. <laughs> that, that, it, it won't make any sense. It
0: it's like likely it. not to make any sense no matter how we approach it. So... Um, so... I read Repairman Jack for a long time. Uh, it's a series of books by F. Paul Wilson. Did I remember that correctly?
1: I think so.
0: uh, about a, a guy who um, you need to
1: go? No, 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 no. I was looking to see if I had him down here. Oh, okay.
0: I got rid of mine at some point. I don't have him anymore. Um, he's like an urban he's a fixer for hire, kind of lives off the grid. And the further along the series goes, the farther and farther he gets involved with this like impending doomsday darkness cycle which is the part, I believe, from the first books that he's drawn in. And at some point, it got to be too much, and I bailed. So I'm going to let you talk about this, because I've been out for a while. I
1: finished the series. Congratulations. Question yes. mark? Yeah, thank you. I got an award. Um, so yeah, yeah, like you say, he's a fixer. And it goes along, and then eventually he's, he does less fixing and more fighting in, you know, the, the fantasy world. Ghostbusting.
0: Of,
1: of ghostbusting, which then ties back to like the first series of books that this guy wrote. Right. And, and it, I don't know, I, I, I think I stopped to read the forewords in a couple of them. And he just talks about how, not that it's the dark history, secret history of the world, but he has this need to throw in that it's the secret 150,000 word history of the world. The secret one million word history of the world, dude. You are not L. Ron Hubbard. Stop.
0: <laughs> Just you have an initial in your name, but you're not L. Ron Hubbard.
1: No, and I did read that big giant that big giant uh, book series that L. Ron Hubbard Hubbard Battlefield Earth thing.
0: Oh God, really? I oh that's right. I remember you had those. That's true. I do remember that. That's right. I, Was it I ever- as bad as I always thought it looked? Huh? Was it as bad as it looked?
1: I was just kind of, after a while it got stupid, yeah. It, I mean, it, most series do after a while. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, so a series. see
0: also Star Wars. Sorry.
1: I was going to say, um, did you see the Mark Wahlberg Spencer for Hire movie on Netflix?
0: I refused to watch it. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> I just felt like I owed Robert Parker at least that
1: much. I didn't mind them rebooting the character because as I, you know, we talked about how these, these guys start off and, and they have a fixed reference starting point. Right. It was the Korean war. Yes. So that it, he's 70 re- years removed from Korea. So he's my
0: father's age. <laughs> he's in his eighties.
1: He's in his eighties and he and Hank and Henry Chamoli or whatever that dude's name.
0: Hawk. Yeah. Henry's still running the, the, the grungy boxing gym.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, fine. We're going to reboot it. I don't have a problem with that. Mark Wahlberg, um, not completely sold, but he is a Boston guy, and he can kind of play sort of, you know, smart-ass well. I'm okay with that. Hawk was recast as, like, this this big MMA wannabe guy who was training at Henry's gym.
0: Wasn't it the guy that was the white gorilla in Black Panther? Am I... thinking of the right
1: guy yeah you mean the guy who's like gorilla man or whatever yeah whatever
0: the character's name is white gorilla gorilla man whatever it is
1: You're the vaguely racist gorilla man
0: yeah. <laughs> it, no matter where you approach that character from it's a racist name you can't, <laughs> you can't work around that no <laughs> yeah
1: no that guy i'm gonna
0: look i'm gonna look keep talking i'm looking
1: no, I don't think it's that guy because the gorilla guy is way more charismatic than this dude. <laughs>
0: okay. You're saying this guy's a lump is what you're saying.
1: Okay. If you've never read a Spencer for Hire novel, Hawk is supposed to be this smooth, badass, black dude, shaved head. Think Benjamin Sisko. Exactly. Phase nine. Because he was Hawk. he was Hawk. Um,
0: by the way, I'm right. It's the dude that was... Uh,
1: oh, he is? Yeah. Wow, he is terrible in this.
0: <laughs> okay, well, I'm not sure why I felt compelled to show you my phone, but anyway, it is the same guy.
1: Oh, my God, no. he's He, he is just uh, the direction and the writing. Fine, you want to reimagine Hawk, that's okay. You want to imagine him as like a, a MMA fighter training wannabe? I'm okay with that. Thinking that you're going to get young hawk, but this guy was just sort of just big and and a lump. He, he just see,
0: I, I see. Hawk being like hawk and Spencer both being MMA guys in the current climate doesn't bother me because they would be.
1: Yes, yes, they would.
0: But and and there's always some levity in Spencer, and I think that was the part that concerned me was it looked a little too jokey for my
1: for my want. It just no, it was it it never got jokey. It it should have gotten jokey because, I mean, Mark Wahlberg can be charismatic on film. Yeah, a sure. Hit, you know? Um, <laughs> the other guy, I think that's the one. <laughs> yes. That's Will yes. Pretty good.
0: Even Daddy's Home was, I mean, he, he kind of does a stupid movie, but he was really
1: good in it. Right, right, right. Well, uh, no, this one was just terrible. It just it just never gelled. It never came together. It was kind of like, uh, yeah, we're gonna update it, but we're not really gonna try, you know. See, and I- Eliza Schlesinger was in it as what? As Spencer's girlfriend. Wait, but not, Susan. but no. not Susan, but not Susan. She's like a beauty shop owner. Oh jeez. Yeah. All right, it's so they. To-
0: they really just kind of borrowed. Oh, okay. Now I will say, I'm just looking at the cast list. So i probably have looked at this at some point, but Alan Arkin was Henry. Okay. That's good cast. casting.
1: That was great casting. Perfect.
0: But yeah, wait. Okay. I see Marin was in it. Whatever.
1: Okay. I mean, what's Mo- the most? The look of, oh, God. The Bookham guy, you know, the black dude who was in the big hit with Mark Wahlberg.
0: Bokeem uh, Woodbine.
1: There we go. Uh, you who- know him. I personally think looks like Dave Chappelle now. Yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. Dave's kind of put on a little weight and filled out. I think he does look exactly like that guy. Success
0: suits Dave Chappelle.
1: <laughs> hey, let's talk about Jack Kirby, the other Jack. <laughs> Hold
0: on, before we get before we get done with that, I wanted to say one more thing. Um, Since we're Spencer, and we'll come back around. Um, I. I, I stopped reading the books when Parker died. I mean, I know they've got somebody ghostwriting them. And the guy they've got ghostwriting them, I love his other stuff. Ace Atkins is a great writer. He writes great mysteries. He's got his own series that he does. I'm just starting one now. Uh, about a, but he's from the South. He's from Mississippi. The voice is all wrong. Yeah, it doesn't work at all. <laughs> no, his voice is far too Southern to be tackling Spencer. I, it just doesn't work. So anyway, I, I i again felt like I at least owed Robert Parker that much to just call it a night when he passed away so hey have you seen this guy Holy crap <laughs> that's the new McFarland Sigor. look at he's that guy gone. he is about twelve inches tall and hey, he's cool. also awesome.
1: we're doing nerd like unboxing things so oh. right now we've got a podcast.
0: No, no I'm not unboxing him i Look, there's his feet. There's his there's his side. I'm not I'm not taking him out tonight. Maybe next time we'll. That's a tease. I'll unbox him next time. But I saw him and I'm like, I must have that because because I because I um, I bought a new, a new domain name last week called uh, Rancho Mono, which
1: Rancho is Mono?
0: Monkey Ranch. <laughs> I'm to start posting about fictional monkeys all the time. That's gonna be my new hobby. <laughs> So, coming soon to Rancho Mono. Rancho Mono. We,
1: we have a guy here in town. You know, one of those those guys who runs for office all the time.
0: Never wins, but keeps running.
1: Yeah, and so. he's put out he's put out pamphlets, and that they are uh, they are a trip to read. Um, and I was for a while. I may still do it. I haven't done it yet, but he he just writes these long screeds, and you know. One of them had this like long beef about his ex-wife poisoning his children. And, you know, so the other one. Oh, please tell me more. I'm so intrigued right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Steve West. Uh, <laughs> fuck, I'll plug him. Um, anyway. they they have a website that we can all go to? American West. Yeah, look up Steve American West. It's pretty good stuff.
0: Okay, I will try and find a link and put it in the show notes because I'll keep going, but I'm going to find it. Go ahead. I'm
1: listening. Oh, no. He's got, he's got, he's got, uh, he, he, he had this one long just diatribe on porn. You know, he goes, porn, porn started in the 50s type of thing and, and, and uh, it's still going started. well today. <laughs> yeah. And it's, yeah, it's just destroyed us and it, it, it leads to all these things. It turns you gay, blah, blah, blah. What kind of porn is he watching? Well, here's what was going on. Is I was going to start writing letters to him. Dear Steve, <laughs> yeah, I heard you say that porn was an invented in the 50s. Do you happen to know by whom? I would like to send them a gift card. I'd like to send them a card or maybe a gift basket. Thank you. <laughs> Dear Steve, I read on your website that uh, pornography will make you gay. I happen to have a friend who wants to be a gay what porn do you suggest he watch? I say only anal. My buddy thinks it can be anything goes. Please help us decide. <laughs> <gasps> you said it was Steven West? Yeah, did you find him? Not yet, I'm still working. Is it,
0: is it spelled your way or the other way?
1: Uh, v. v. V, okay,
0: he's a V, okay, got it. I'm looking, that's audio. Seriously, please do that and report back.
1: His latest screed was about how schools uh, teach institutional racism. Okay. My daughter attends public schools. I'm afraid she is not becoming the racist she she's not becoming the racist she should be. You have ca- to know she's capable of being. This she's, yeah there we go. <laughs> I don't believe she's as racist as she's capable of being. <laughs> <laughs> What state schools do you suggest I see <laughs> <achieve> her potential?
0: <laughs> ah, oh, okay. I'll, I'll need a report next week. Please send one. Pick one. Anyone send one. I My- haven't found it yet, but I'll find it. Oh, yeah. That's so how he's there. Local in Kansas City. I don't know. Uh-huh. Okay, Cool. Not living up to her racist potential. That is amazing. <laughs> it's like the return of letters from and Nick.
1: Oh, yes. state was Kansas City. Uh, yeah. Missouri candidate denounced by family for bigotry. Oh, what? Wins what race?
0: Hold
1: <laughs> on. By 61 votes. Oh, my God. This just in. Steve
0: West has been elected to some post here now, live with the reports from the election desk. Steve, our Steve.
1: Oh, holy shit!
0: Good. <laughs> uh, okay, I found the article you're looking at from the Kansas City Star.
1: No, I just saw that. I'm looking at his platform at stevewest4missouri.com.
0: Okay,
1: has now been found to be much worse than just an immoral and depraved distractions. Uh, it's uh, dangerously this addictive. Is, it's just good. good Here we go. Pornography porn? was introduced in America in the late 1950s. And by the late 60s, the wave of sexual predation in America had begun. Ned Bundy, John Wayne Gacy. Man. Wait, what? He's, oh, drawn, yeah. he's
0: drawn a straight line from porn to Gacy? Yes. Okay, I'm not sure I'm following that. And I'm reasonably certain porn predates the 50s based on some of the things I've seen on eBay
1: but um (laughs) porn had gained the sacred protection of our supreme court as protected free speech our founding fathers never imagined our constitution this sacred document could be twisted to justify pornography and really anything could be twisted to justify pornography
0: (laughs) i you know there's a there's a direct correlation to your twistiness and your pornography i believe um i'm just saying Okay, now really, he's hanging his uh, his hat on the founding fathers, who, well, you know. Oh, he's,
1: a, he's a,
0: went full brown sugar. I'm just saying.
1: Uh, sodium fluoride. The science of fluoride is in it is ludicrous. The poison with a warning on every tube of fluoridated toothpaste. He added to our water supply. Does he come out against aglets? Um, maybe.
0: Sorry. I was, uh, so the question on Justice League International said, uh, aglets, uh, little things on the end of your shoelaces with their real purpose is far more sinister.
1: I think it's probably pro aglet. And that, uh, oh, good. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So
0: let, so we'll need a report on oh. your, on your trolling of this guy next time.
1: I will begin trolling this week.
0: <laughs> what you need to find is like a, a, a nudie, girly postcard to send in.
1: <laughs> Here's to you. Write it in crayon. <laughs> <Really> flowery text. <laughs> I heart porn. <laughs> how about you?
0: <laughs> how many, old, ma- how many <laughs> old magazines do you have sitting around that you can cut letters out
1: of? <laughs> Oh, damn it. You already recycle it. it. I'll go and dig him out of the recycling bin. <laughs> well, this took a turn
0: I wasn't anticipating. And those Maybe are the we're best. Jack Kirby. Let's talk about Jack Kirby. Let's bring him back around and finish it off with the king. Um, did I show you my giant gorilla? There's you the did. giant. He's a cool gorilla. Um, uh,
1: anyway. These the 1950s. Men have been showing their giant gorilla.
0: <laughs> Can't wait. Hold For on. Anyone who'd like and some who wouldn't. Um, I, have to take, I have to tell you a funny work story, but I know because you spent all day yesterday with lawyers You told me you needed something fun. So let me tell you about this. I was speaking to this lovely older lady this afternoon, uh, she had an issue, I was talking to her, and uh, she, she, she proceeded to tell me that uh, she was having trouble with her account, um, this black cloud was following her around, blah, blah, blah and she was ready to kill somebody. And she was Italian, so she wasn't joking around. No, no. So and I'm sure you can appreciate that. But um, as the conversation went along, she referred to somebody that had said her something. She said, I don't know what this donkey's doing. And I lost my shit. <laughs> I'm still laughing about it. <laughs> Hours later, I told Laura, and she was laughing too. I'm like, she goes, is that her way of saying jackass? I don't know, but I'm going to start calling people donkeys just because it made me laugh. And it will calm me down anytime that phrase is uttered. Because if I get to that point, that's when I'm going to need it. You fucking donkey. You donkey
1: motherfucker.
0: (laughs) Fucking donkey motherfucker. Uh, Jack Kirby. (laughs) Not a fucking donkey motherfucker. Um, I don't, oh, we were talking, I've been reading a lot of, I read a lot of Jack Kirby because... As we discussed, I've been using the, the library's online checkout of graphic novels, which has allowed me to kind of take a deep dive into some stuff I wouldn't have normally read. Sorry. It's okay. So I read, like, all of the Eternals. I've read all of the New Gods. And mm. what – yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but, <laughs> I, but, I, but I've read the stuff by Kirby and then the stuff written by others – using the characters and the concepts that Kirby created after he stopped. and while Jack Kirby as a writer is a hell of an artist, <laughs> um, he nobody else seems to be able to get a handle on what he was trying to do. And it's become apparent the more I read like downstream stuff. I'm like, they don't get the concept. Because Kirby was like, in the 70s when he left Marvel and went to DC and did the New Gods, he was like, heavily into chariots of the gods and all that kind of like ancient alien shit, which is where a lot of this was coming in and where a lot of the eternal stuff comes in. And by the way, that was the origin of all this. I wanted to read the eternal stuff before the movie came out. Cause that's what I do.
1: Anyway. They got <laughs> <laughs> I
0: didn't know that at the time. <laughs> I didn't know that then. As so I just like, so like I read a lot of the Mr. Miracle that Kirby wrote. And then I read another collection that, um, Steve Engelhart and Steve Gerber wrote. And I'm thinking, Oh, that'll be fun. Right. Cause those two guys wrote some really cool trippy stuff. Well, they had Mr. M- Mr. Messiah, Mr. M- Miracle and develop a Messiah complex, but that was like the only real takeaway. And I'm like, they didn't get it. And then I just finished reading, uh, there was a, uh, like an update to the New Gods that sort of tried to pick up where Kirby's canceled series left off written by Gene Conaway, another guy who wrote a lot of his stuff over the year. Pretty good, solid guy. No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't try and step into Kirby's shoes if you don't get the, like, because clearly Kirby had a vision, like, long-term big picture, and uh, you know the comic companies. Bring it in, tighten it up, and how do we how do we then introduce Spandex to these like cosmic songs? And that's where it always goes off the rails. And I don't know what my point to all this was other than Mr. Miracle is now one of my favorite heroes. Just have a <laughs> reread all this stuff and like it's just the character's fun and it's a cool idea. So
1: what I mean, you're saying, Jack Kirby is the moon knight of comic book creators. <laughs>
0: That was inspired, sir. Thank you for bringing it around. The circle game lives. You did it. Honestly, good. I believe that's our first circle game on the yeah. podcast.
1: Yes. Okay. So we're going to go. We're doing another flashback then. <clears throat> you told me about like that movie that you watched. that was just weird, right? Uh, <laughs> you're going to have to give me more than that. <laughs> the one about the guy who went to like Thai prison. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. A Prayer Before Dawn. Yes. A Prayer Before Dawn.
1: So anyway, I'm, I'm flipping through, you know, Netflix on the COVID shuffle. Have you seen
0: that? <laughs> hey, 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 do the COVID <coughs> shuffle. Why has no one done that yet? By the way, it's a song. Seriously.
1: Uh, I'm depressed, stuck at home.
0: Yeah. <laughs> nothing better to do. I'm sorry. You were saying COVID shuffle, the Netflix.
1: Netflix. Hulu movie algorithm kicks out this movie. Says, You're going to like this movie. It's called, they, uh, what the hell is it? Turkey Bowl. What now? Turkey bowl. Turkey bowl. As in I think it's Yes, it is. Turkey Bowl. Tell me more about Turkey Bowl. 2019. Okay. So here's a guy. He's got the good job in Chicago. He's about to get married to his girlfriend, who is the senator's daughter. He's gonna run for president. The senator is. And as he's getting ready to go to Thanksgiving in Vale, like that matters, he gets a card from back home that his best friend has died. Okay? Terrible, terrible. He goes home, turns out the friend is not dead, but in fact it was a trick to get him to come back to his hometown so they could replay their last football game, the last moment in high school where they were going to be winners. They were beating the Crosstown rival. There was something that happened. The game got called off. never finished it. They never won. The other team went on to become heroes because they went undefeated that year. Their town went to shit. Their town was great. He then tries to leave. He stays. He leaves. He stays. Barry Switzer's in there, actually in a very funny cameo. Uh, The guy who plays a shit Badger.
0: I, I was going to say, I just looked it up. Badger was in it. Yeah.
1: Okay. So he plays in the football game. They win. He reconnects with his high school sweetheart who's never gotten married. And she works for the quarterback of the other team's real estate company. And at the end of the movie, his fiance shows up, throws the ring back into his face. He stays in the little town and he hooks back up with his old girlfriend. And at that point, I realized I just watched a Hallmark Christmas movie for guys. I was so fucking <laughs> – <laughs> I felt violated and defeated.
0: <laughs> Your algorithm is broken, dude. Um, yeah, I was just oh thinking my, oh that my sounds God, like just, a Hallmark movie. Yeah. It
1: was. That's exactly it. I'm saying I watched one that was geared towards guys, and I never saw it coming. I should have seen it coming. I sat at the dinner table and came up. Plots for the other Hallmark movies all the time. Me and my yeah, daughter You said up. plots plural. You no, know, me and my daughter, we went on a tear. And she was actually kind of buying into it. And so she was she's she's gotten to the point where she can kind of riff a little bit. Okay. And so it's like, oh yeah. I go, so there's the guy, and she's 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 in love with a prince and she moves back to her old hometown and she hooks up with the coffee guy. And the coffee guy, he used to be a prince, and I was getting barrister and Barista confused or, you know, coffee shop lawyer and, and well, this is
0: it, like a bowling alley lawyer, but different.
1: exactly it was, it was kind of the plot to add and, and okay, I realized just I had sequels planned <laughs> like because, well, as long as Hallmark channels
0: on the air, you can do sequels every year. absolutely So, so what I realized is your Turkey Bowl movie uh-huh. is the Hallmark movie version of Best of Times.
1: Oh,
0: Replaying the big game that got away from you That's the best of times with Kurt Russell and Robin Williams They just slapped the Hallmark movie on top of it
1: Those motherfuckers
0: See what they did there? They they raped our childhood they <laughs> Robin Williams is dead, goddammit Let him rest in peace
1: My god, you people have no glass You have no shame
0: you, You've already fucked over the Aladdin remake. Can you just not, what are you going to do, Survivors next? Who's going to
1: play Walter Matthau? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Jerry Reed's dead too. They're all dead. Time to remake the movie. Nobody's going to find it.
0: <laughs> Nobody's going to care like nobody cared the first
1: time. That's right. <laughs> No, no, no. Okay. So, so Kristen the other night was watching these three Hallmark Lifetime movies, back-to-back-to-back to back to back Christmas prints, to this. And I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking about, like, if these people ever go out and, like, do interviews to pimp the movie. And it's like, yeah, it's really good to get back into the character and see where they've been and what's gone on in their lives. And I'm like, their lives, they, they, they're not real. They're like, they, they live in the metaphysical equivalent of a fucking snow globe. Exactly. <laughs> like plastic people, And you shake them up, and you get a plot twist. <laughs> I, I actually was going to say snow
0: globe too, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly what it is, and that's why they're always at Christmas. Because you can't do it during the summer. Then you get sandstorms. I don't know what that's I'm saying. Right.
1: gets in everywhere. As we as we've learned from Star Wars, sand is awful. <laughs> it was sad gets in our eyes turns this evil, kill all the younglings, whatever. It's all sans fault.
0: Order 69 or whatever 69. it
1: is. Uh-oh. <laughs> Have you been so- watching porn? <laughs> <laughs> although 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 let's be honest, if you if they were remaking that movie as a porn, it would be Order 69.
0: Oh, I was just trying to come up with the title, Attack of the Bones. <laughs> What? Attack of the Bones.
1: Attack of the Bones. Ooh. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. A new poke. Hmm. Nice.
0: Nice. Nice. Here's okay because it is going to be the best movie in the entire canon. Revenge of the Je- Dildo. <laughs> no, no. The Empire Strikes Backside. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think we're done. I think we stop right there.
1: Yep. Go out on a high <laughs> note.
0: <laughs> okay. So we got shirts up on Slurp Shop at uh, Tea Public. We got Slurp Toast at. <laughs> oh, I have Slurp Toast on Twitter and Facebook, and Slurp Top Slurp Toast podcast on Instagram. We're done. That's it. <laughs> Call it a night. We'll see you next time. We're out.
1: Thank <laughs> you.